This is a variety show with no particular niche, baby. It's always about hanging out. Maybe we'll laugh at some stuff. Maybe we'll learn something new. But it's always about hanging out, me and you. Welcome to That Thing with James. I'm your host, James. At the time of this recording, it is May 22nd, 2022, Sunday at 2.48 p.m., And if you hear a in the background, that's because more insane shit is going on with the downstairs neighbors. I have no fucking clue what's going on. The woman, I guess, just got married, but it's like, why aren't you living with him? The kids are gone, but there's like two new people, and then there's sometimes three or four new people in, and they are all, every single one of them is loud as fuck. I mean, they've been arguing and yelling and yelling, yammering into the fucking phone since eight this morning. And it's still going on nonstop. It's been like this for the entire past week. In fact, this past Friday, they were listening, somebody was listening to the same fucking song on repeat for four whole hours consecutively and then it stopped for about 30 minutes and then it picked up again for another hour straight the same song the same three minute song i'm fucking sick of it and i overheard one person saying oh i can't wait to be out of here yada yada well i can't wait for you to be out of here either just get the fuck out pro tip if you're gonna live in in an apartment if you're gonna live in a multi-family home Try to respect the fact that you live around other people. Respect other people's space. And that includes their sound space. Don't be fucking yelling constantly and slamming the doors. The doors to these places are not that fucking heavy. But for some reason, when they, the downstairs neighbors, shut their door any fucking time, it rocks the entire building. And I'm not exaggerating. It's... You can, if you have a cup of, you know, a glass of water sitting on a table, it'll go, it'll rock. It won't just ripple, it'll rock. So I don't know what the fuck is wrong with these people, but it seems like a whole family of batshit nut crazies. Like, all of them. It's constant fighting and, and yelling, and even if it's just talking, like extreme highs and extreme lows all the fucking time so it seems like maybe a family tree of like insane an insanely extreme uh, emotional extremes i guess is what i'm trying to get at it's like a a whole family tree of emotional extremes and i really 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 want them all to just move the fuck out like go get a house you, there there are houses to rent and you've already had like way too many people living in these apartments coming in and out having parties all the time and it's not like these are college kids either this is a the main one is a full-grown adult woman like pushing 50 with two maybe three kids and uh really from the sounds of it it does not sound like a great environment to raise kids in especially considering um the first 
like weekday I spent in this apartment. Um, I, I was working. I would work from home for my day job. And from about 8 a.m. until 1 p.m., this woman was screaming at her daughter. And her daughter's in high school. And the daughter was like crying and saying like, please, mom, calm down, calm down, lower your voice, please. And the mom was just fucking losing it. I'm talking serious anger control issues. This family, blah, 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 you don't want some more. You, Ryan, you ruined this family, blah, blah, blah. And the daughter's just pleading with the mother who was con fucking totally red like seeing total red for five straight hours while i'm trying to work while my significant other has to take calls for her work because she works from home too and like she's talking to clients and people like customers were asking is someone yelling in the background is everything okay yeah no it's not and the apartment hasn't done dick about it, really. Not a damn thing. So I just really, really hope that they're leaving soon. It's almost the end of May, and I hope that they're gone. I hope that they're gone. Wherever they are theoretically moving, I think hopefully this woman is like moving in with her husband rather than having him move in with her. But from the sounds of it, it seems like they're trying to move out of here because um, I'm not the only neighbor who's complained about these people. The entire building is sick of that fucking apartment, the one that's right below me. I mean, really fucking sick of them. And they can't take a hint. Um, but I just really hope that um, the lease ends this month. So I really hope June is them moving on because if it's like noise of like, you know, uh, maintenance guys replacing carpet and shit, I'm cool with that noise. But constant shouting in the phone, like every single person in, in, in and out of this fucking place, they all have their phones up to max volume on speakerphone having the loudest fucking conversations or arguments or whatever's yammering fests for hours and hours so the entire fucking complex can hear them and they are literally the loudest ones other than the little kids in the other apartments who will come and play together out in the yard um you know, in all the other buildings, there's like a gang of these, you know, just cute little kids, like I don't know, first graders or something like that. They'll go and play, maybe play some baseball or something after school. But that ends. I mean, that only lasts like a couple hours and then it's dinner time and then homework and bed and everything. But the apartment below me is a fucking nuisance. And uh, I want them out. I want them ostracized. I want them gone bye-bye. Now, before I get any further and before I forget it, uh, if you didn't know, I do bonus episodes. Um, I put them out most weeks. 
There's usually a new episode, new bonus episode out every week. However, um, it's been a little bit hard to manage. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's been a little hard to manage uh, because um, I live a lot closer to my parents now and they're elderly and they sometimes need help with manual labor stuff. So sometimes I have to go help them with that. And, the, uh, and it got to be really fucking stressful to balance um, two episodes of this show every week on top of day job, on top of other pursuits, on top of having to travel and help my parents out with shit. So I'm just going to say that most weeks, most weeks, you could probably look forward, most months, you could probably look forward to four new bonus episodes a month. But I I can't guarantee that because if I'm going to keep doing this show, something's got to give. I, I got to cut back on something at some point. Um, but I will be putting out, let's just say, multiple bonus episodes every month. And they're, yeah, let's just say it's usually one new bonus episode every week with occasional exceptions. And you can get access to all those bonus episodes, extra episodes, if you want extra of this thing, that thing with me, you can do so by supporting the show at patreon.com slash that thing with James. Plus, now that I have... Now that I am moving into a new avenue of content creation, I'm making just uh, fictional things. I'm making mini-series now, mini-web series now, because I need to for myself. Uh, and if you want to help support that, support, you know, save a pigeon, feed an artist, you can do so by becoming a patron. Again, at patreon.com slash that thing with James. Once more, that's patreon.com slash that thing with James. Get a shit ton of bonus episodes. Help support an, an independent artist, an independent creator, and feel good about it for pretty damn cheap, like f five bucks. It's five bucks and you can get access to all that stuff and peace of mind. Patreon.com slash that thing with James. And for those of you who are already supporting the show, thank you. Thank you so much. It, I, I, I can't, I would give you a hug, but you're not here right now. Thank you. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, this is a one-man show for the most part, and since having left Austin, Texas, and certainly since the beginning of the pandemic, it has become increasingly difficult for me to get guests on the show. So, um, I could use your help. I could use your help harvesting content for this show. Uh, you got ideas, you got questions, you got like an article, video, meme, song, topic, whatever, whatever. Send your things, your ideas, etc. to me at the show email, which is thatthingwithjames at gmail.com. Once again, that is thatthingwithjames at gmail.com. Uh, let's see. Find me on social media. 
mostly TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. My handle on all three is at James J. Asher. And please shitpost on my subreddit, r slash that thing with James. All of this information you can find written in the episode description in case you missed it with your ears. You can go and look at the description for this episode and there will be info, links to lead you the way. Mm, so today, 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 I I think I'm just going to jazz it kind of like I did last week. I'm going to jazz a little bit. I'm going to improv here. We're just going to roll. Maybe this will be kind of like a vlog kind of a thing, like an open video journal for this week. Um, I'm thinking, let's set up some instruments for making jazz. We need some, we need some tools with which to riff. So let's say history, identity, and creation. The drive to make things. Let's let's say those are the three instruments. Those are the three roles, and we're gonna play with them and see what comes out. But first, let me take a drink of this delicious Waterloo sparkling water. I'm trying out a new flavor today. It is cherry limeade. I don't know if this is a new flavor altogether, but it's brand new to me, and goddamn, it is my favorite. They keep putting out new flavors, and they keep getting better. Cherry Limeade Waterloo f Sparkling Water is fucking delicious. Uh, this is not a commercial. This is not a promotion. I highly doubt that Waterloo Sparkling Water Company knows I exist. I'm just fucking boosting this because it's so goddamn good. I really, really like Waterloo. It beats the shit out of Le Coin. So uh, if you're a LaCroix drinker, and certainly if you're a Shasta drinker, hop on over to the Waterloo boat. Give it a sip. See how you feel. What does it tell your tongue? Is it tantalizing to the taste buds? Take a sip. And wet your lip. Give me just a second to gather my wits. These fucking neighbors. Whoever the new guy was that had been, I couldn't tell if he was arguing or just bitching on the phone for the past hour and a half very loudly. He's no longer bitching on the phone, but is now cranking up that fucking song again. <sighs> hatred, hatred, hatred. Okay, so, so, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Give me another second. All right. <clears throat> Let's rock. Let's jazz. Let's start here. I've mentioned over the past several weeks on this show, usually during the business part, uh, telling people, please don't DM me. Uh, that is to say, don't DM ideas 
for what you would like to see on the show? Well, people still do it. Um, well, I wasn't really getting many ideas. Uh, there's one person who I can rely on usually, but, uh, generally, yeah, please send your ideas to the email, that thing with james at gmail.com. But if you can't help it, if you just can't help it, if you want to send a DM on social media, I'm checking them again. I am checking them again and I'm going somewhere with this. So just, just ride it out with me. This is jazz. All right. I have mentioned, as I just mentioned, been avoiding uh, DMs, direct messages, personal messages, private messages on social media, say over the past year, really. And um, you know what else I've been doing over the past year? Living in my current apartment, the place in which I am recording what you are listening to and or watching right now. Now, for one year, it's been a year, um, possibly this week, it has been a year or, or maybe a week from now, something like that. Well, over the span of that year, I, uh, I have, but wherefore I know not, developed some kind of aversion to not just posting on social media, particularly Facebook, but um, on direct messages on all platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, TikTok is different because I'm newer on that. And that is mostly just me and friends sharing videos that we like to each other on that platform. But on the other, on the other three, um, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, yeah, I have been avoiding um, direct messages. And, and, and again, yes, avoiding posting on Facebook. And I wasn't quite sure what it was about, but I had some kind of weird uh, psychological aversion to it. It caused me anxiety. Now, there are other details, particularly with Facebook, that I'm sure do play into it. The fact of like, you know, um, oh, whatever that fucking company is, that it came out and kind of flew under the radar that Facebook does manipulate your emotions and thus your thinking and thus your behavior. This has been studied and proven and Facebook got in a lot of trouble over it. But that trouble didn't really have a lot of follow through. Surprise, surprise. And uh, not as many people heard about it. And the few that did hear about it, the news went away very quickly. But that's not necessarily what I'm talking about right now. What I'm talking about is embarrassment. It was embarrassment. Um, say, from about... 2016, perhaps, around the time Trump got elected, I started, you know, political posting on Facebook, and that caused static. That caused static that um, was unnecessary and, frankly, is part of the MO of this thing that I'm talking about with Facebook. 
It's an actual thing, like sowing division. It does it. It creates social media in general, um, particularly Facebook, who also owns Instagram, uh, thrives on causing you, the user, negative emotions because that drives you to interact more and stay on the application longer. Thus, they gather more data and then sell that data to third-party data brokers. And it's all really fucking creepy. Regardless, I was politics posting on Facebook and that was causing static um, and there are some shots I could fire right now. Um, I'm not going to name names because I can't even remember names. I'm horrible with names, but I remember faces and there are people, you know, I'm fucking, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it. Maybe, maybe I'll sling some shade. And again, I don't know names, so don't worry if it's you. Uh, but I, you know, I, I might throw a bit of salt in the bonus episode. Uh, which I will record after this recording. But um, it was causing static, and that kind of drove me away from it a little bit. So then I just started posting exclusively the podcast, because that's nice neutral territory. And there are a few people who are consistently, you know, interacting with my posts, updates about this podcast right here, this show. Um. And, and that was something. Um, and then the ice storm rolled around. And yeah, yeah, I'm still talking about the Texas ice storm. That was a hugely, um, let me rephrase, that thing rocked my world, literally my entire existence, my personal life, my professional life, everything. It rocked my world. My foundation literally crumbled. The floor was falling apart. <laughs> I could see into the downstairs apartment in my old apartment. Uh, so I couldn't live there anymore and decided to move to Tulsa. But while I was, you know, in uh, f very fortunately in shelter during that week of storm sans power, I was fucking, I'm very fortunate and grateful for getting shelter that did have power, particularly heat. Uh, although the water was not potable, but I didn't figure that one out until maybe after the first two days. So I could have been drinking extremely tainted water out of the tap. Um, and But of course, there were no bottled water to buy anywhere. So I would just pull water out of the tap and then nuke it for three minutes. Cause if you can't find clean water, if the water you're getting out of the tap is, you know, if, if uh, the water company is saying, don't drink it, you can drink it. You just have to nuke it for three minutes. Or if you have a stove or something, boil it for one minute. All right. FYI and nuke it, of course, at high, high heat, which is usually default for microwaves. I digress. Um, during that, I felt embarrassed in general because there was so much shade going around. And I've talked about this before on the show about people victim shaming, um, Texans or people living in Texas, such as myself, victim shaming, including 
motherfuckers who lost a lot of respect, a lot of my respect, um, such as Stephen King saying, well, you're going to keep voting for Trump? <laughs> this is what you get. It's moronic and short-sighted and the cancer of uh, liberal thinking. And that's not to say I'm conservative because conservative brain rot is just as bad. It is the exact same brain rot. It's the same coin, but it's brain rot and it's fucked up and it's it was victim shaming. There was a lot of victim shaming and there were a lot of frozen dead bodies on the streets and people saying, oh, well, that's what you get. Horrible, horrible stuff from people who called themselves good, liberal thinkers, progressive people, victim shaming, people who were suffering. So there was that. That hurt a lot. And, um, and then I just felt it might just be like an ego thing. It might be like a pride thing, but asking people for help. I was desperate. I, I was losing my mind. The amount of stress, <laughs> it was an extreme amount of stress for a very extended period of time. And it continued on after the storm because I had so much else. Because like I said, my entire life fell apart. And then it, it, stuff, uh, the, uh, I experienced different stressors that were completely uncalled for and unnecessary from people in my own family. Um, so we're talking months and months of extreme stress. I'd say the, the highest, highest was, you know, a full month, four weeks, four weeks of super high stress um, from the storm and then onward afterwards. And then uh, just more extended stress of figuring where am I going to live now, choosing to live in Oklahoma and then getting here and talking about the stresses, talking about the stress of my downstairs neighbors. Um, and it's, I've lived in apartments my entire adult life, except for like the one year, my senior year of uh, college in which I lived in a house. But uh, all the time after that, like these are the worst neighbors I've had personally. And I've lived around people cooking meth in their own place. They were not as fucking much of a nuisance. The smell was bad but they weren't as much of a noise nuisance as the ones down below right now. But um, it just got to a point where I said, fuck it, anytime I get on Facebook or think about getting on Facebook, I experience extreme anxiety, and especially when it comes to checking direct messages. So there was that stress. And then that started to change. And I just maybe over the past week, finally, this past Friday, actually, so two days ago from right now, at the time of this recording, two days ago, I worked up the courage to check DMs that had been sitting there. Now, I would check them once every month or two, maybe, avoid some others, but um, 
I, I was still avoiding direct messages from people I know, people who were reaching out to me um, for nothing bad, you know, people who wanted to reach out and have some uh, part in my life, have some dialogue, good things. And I was avoiding it. Um, and I don't know if it's completely accurate, but I decided on Friday while I was working up the courage, I was like, all right, I'm going to read all of these. I'm going to reply to them and I'm going to be honest and say, I am sorry for leaving you unread, not on read, but unread for a month or more. I have been going through a an identity crisis. And that's pretty much it. So we're on this part of identity now. I mentioned that I was going to talk about identity. Say over the last year, so all of last year, 2021, it was a lot of feeling um, like I was in exile. Uh, that was the particular feeling was exile. I I didn't know if I made a mistake leaving Austin. And some part of me still doesn't know if I made a mistake leaving Austin. But, you know, all last year I wasn't sure, am I going to return? How long am I going to stay in Tulsa? And frankly, I needed a whole year to really start to feel like I was, you know, kind of getting on my feet again. Um, I had a lot of items that I lost to the storm that I've replaced. Um, I've got a home again. I've still got my same day job. And I tried to make some other stuff happen throughout the year. Like I, I wanted, you know, I was thinking maybe if I really commit to this, to the podcast, and then maybe also add in, you know, streaming on Twitch, then maybe I can make enough money off of this so that I can have enough money to afford to do what I wanted to before. Because I was already thinking, like, is my time just being wasted here in Austin? Have I spent enough time in Austin? Is it time to move up to the next level, i.e. move to Los Angeles, California, so that I could move ahead with my acting career? And I was like, well, I got thrown a huge curveball, and I was getting back on my feet through the entirety, the entire... Uh, you know, remaining, let's see, 10 months after the storm in 2021. And, um, well, that didn't happen. <laughs> and I was so fucking stressed and adding so much. I was adding things, adding this, adding that, trying to think, what should my podcast be? Do I need to pigeonhole it? Does it need a certain... A uh, thing because so many podcasts are about a particular thing. It's a particular niche. And frankly, it just didn't fit for me. This is, this is it. This is it for me. And I have no idea if it's interesting to people. And I'm sure it's uninteresting to a lot of people, but I'm also sure that it is interesting to the right people. And that's 
where I'm feeling comfortable now. It's what I've somewhat recently uh, started to accept. Um, but last year it was a lot of trying and trying and trying the impossible. It was, uh, impossible for me to, you know, say, oh, I'm going to blow up. I'm going to make this thing blow up. I'll be making enough cash flow. Somehow I will be creating enough value that enough people feel, you know, like they would want to contribute back that I then could have, um, enough resources to move, make that move to Los Angeles and keep going on the path that I thought I was going to go, that I, the path that I thought I desired at the time. And, uh, yeah, so that didn't work out and that was causing a lot of stress. And for the most part, it was, you know, every day with, you know, an occasional respite, be it only an hour or whatever, usually at night, I, I guarantee every single time by 9pm onward, no matter the day, I feel at peace. That is my Zen time. Let's say my, my first two hours in the morning are my Zen time, or when I just naturally feel very Zen. Uh, the, the encroaching, creeping thoughts and fears are not threatening my internal life at that time. And, this, and it comes back, that Zen comes back around 9 p.m. onward, like every day. And I'm cool with that. But for the most part, last year felt like exile. And then now, we're like halfway into 2022. This year has that exile feeling has, I just recently kind of put a name to it, felt more like identity crisis. As I started to accept, well, my plan there is not going to work out. What am I going to do now? Who am I now? What am I supposed to do? That has been the theme of this year. I'm getting thirsty. Let me take a moment to take a drink of Waterloo water. Let me put it like this. I have been grappling with illusions. I, I, I like Buddhism. I, I like the philosophy of Buddhism. And kind of at the core of it is um, identifying and accepting illusions. We all have illusions. What, what are illusions? That is our perception of reality, be it our perception of ourselves, our perception of our relationships, of our circumstances, of, of, of the world around us, of things we look at, illusions on every possible level. That's kind of at its essence, as I understand it, what Buddhism is about. And to identify and accept those illusions and to transcend them is the word Buddhists use. You transcend the illusion. You move beyond it to seek a greater truth, and yet again to be met with yet another illusion, but you keep um, 
transcending and transcending and transcending illusions. And I, at this time, you know, I was journaling on Friday about illusions and thinking, is my desire to do this show, to make mini-series, to want to uh, to be an artist in general. Is this an illusion? Am I running from something? Am I running from something? Am I not accepting certain limitations? Am I deluding myself into thinking uh, that I should be uh, doing uh, artistic endeavors? Am I just hiding from being a responsible grown adult? Do I need to just give it up, settle, and have a straight life and a straight job and just, you know, stay in, in Oklahoma for the rest of my life, should, is, is that the reality? Is that the reality? And I had been concerned about that for, well, a long time, but uh, these, these concerns really started to condense over the past several months of this year, our Vowered Lord 2022. And I've tried and tried and tried only to be met with basically paralysis and thinking, is there something wrong with me maybe? Am I crazy? Why can I not just settle into a conventional life, a straight life, so to speak? And the thought occurred to me Friday morning, what if that itself, that worry, that idea is an illusion. Maybe the less illusory thing is this identity that I keep falling back into, this uh, way of thinking, this way of living, this, this doing of things. Um, is that the real thing? Have I been in my worry about being who and how I am, is that worry itself the illusion? Am I running from what I've already been doing, from what I already am? Find out more in the bonus episode. I'm going to keep going. I think this episode's been long enough, so if you want to hear more and if you want more episodes of This Thing with James... Yet again, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash that thing with James. I'm going to keep riffing in the bonus episode. I hope to see you there. Uh, if not, thanks for tuning in to this episode. I hope you stick around for next week's. I love you. Catch you next time or very soon. Bye.